Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Pakistan Cricket Podcast, episode 22, preview of the 2023 Women's World Cup with Iman and Zoha. Hello everyone, um, we're recording on the 10th of February and today officially marks the start of the World Cup, Women's World Cup and it's happening in South Africa if you didn't already know and Pakistan began their campaign on Sunday which is the 12th of February and uh, Iman and I thought we should just sit down together and chat about uh, our World Cup campaign and what her predictions for the tournament are so far and actually just review our squad um, and hopefully do a good job at it because um, if you follow Iman on Twitter, you might have seen that she's already done a few uh, threads on our squad and they were brilliant, so do check them out. Um, and to know more, I think I really wanted to know more from Iman and I thought it would be brilliant to just sat down and record it so you all can know more about it as well. So before, you know, I jump in, Iman, any initial thoughts? Uh, what do you think about the World Cup in general? And then we'll just get into the preview. Yeah, so um, obviously it's a very exciting opportunity. World Cups are always fun. And then T20 format is the more volatile one. So you can always expect um, a few surprises. And going in, we have a pretty good schedule in that our game the first one is obviously against India, which is terrifying, and, and they've been in brilliant form as of late. Uh, but after that, we have a really exciting match versus Ireland. Now, Ireland very recently destroyed us at home, which was a first for them. Um, and they also just beat Australia in the warm-ups. And they've got these really young, exciting openers and, and, a, and a really strong squad this time around. So I'm really excited for that game. And then we've got the West Indies, which is always good fun. Pakistan versus West Indies. Last year, the ODI World Cup, that was our only win. And that was our first win in a long time um, at a World Cup. So, And that was a reduced game, which is interesting. Um, I don't remember how many overs it was aside, but it was quite less. It was almost like a T20 Um and, you know, West Indies, even the women's team are quite good at T20 cricket. So to beat them in, in a shortened game, uh, I, I'm just hoping we can recreate some of that magic this time around. And then, of course, we've got England. Um, and that's a terrifying match as well. But what I was looking forward to with this World Cup is it's it's an interesting conditions. Uh, our base attack has been my favorite thing about our team for a while now. We are missing Diana Big, which is... And Zoha knows this. I literally was I was heartbroken for like three days straight after I heard that Diana wouldn't be playing, just because I was really looking forward to Diana and Fatima uh, leading the pace stack in South Africa, and then Eamon Anwar, who has been pretty good in 2022, being our third pacer. But yeah, I mean, what happens happens. Uh, I hope Diana comes back soon, and I hope that we see her later this year. But yeah, this is the start of a World Cup's always fun, so I'm looking forward to it. 
Yeah, same. I mean, I I'm terrified, but I'm also very very excited. I think, but that that comes with being a Pakistani fan. No matter <laughs> if it's our girls playing or our boys playing, we're all a little terrified. So, um, before Absolutely. like yeah, before I just start the, with the preview about Diana Bates, I think other than being you know liquid at what she does, she's also really funny. So I think the squad might miss her as well because you know. <laughs> Muda, Muda said that it's fun having people like Diana and everyone around in this dressing room. So um, yeah. yeah, but anyway, let's just jump in. Um, so I've noticed like everyone has been talking about our batting, and a lot of it has been you know um, relevant to to what our weaknesses and strengths are. But also a lot of it is coming from you know people reading other people's tweets and not actually watching the game. So yeah, if, if and if you don't know, I think Iman is the go-to person for Pakistan women's team. So I think she's the best person to hear from. Iman, what do you think of our batting? Do we have it? Are we going to you know? I don't know. Least... No, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'm the expert, as Zoha is saying. I'm really not. I don't think so. Um, I know a little bit because I follow obviously the game and and I like the numbers. Uh, but with our top order, I would say we are in trouble. Um, going into the World Cup, what our plan was last year was to find a second opener uh, who goes at Maniba. And now that the World Cup's arrived, I still don't know who that second opener is. And what's worse is that gone into this shell. Honestly, she's one of my favorite players. I was really, really excited because I had this is she's one of the players that I'd actually known from. Uh, domestic cricket before she came into the team. So, been following her for a while. I really liked her energy. I liked that she played fearless cricket. You know, she's uh, she's not, she doesn't look very threatening, but when she's there with a bat, she can hit it big. And 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 she's a really good person and a really good asset in the team. But recently, or honestly, ever since her international debut, I would say we haven't seen the best of Maniba or even close to it. Um. And I think that's really worrying because you've already got a question mark in the opener number two, and then your opener number one isn't quite looking like they should. Uh, that being said, I really hope she knows what her role is. Uh, I think that if you tell her, listen, you have to go out and you just have to go crazy in the power play, that is your job. You have to hit base. You can see an over out, that's fine. That's the conditions, um, but you have to go berserk. And I think that if you tell her that I think she should know that she should be fine so that's still a concern I don't know if she's gonna do well there uh with the second opener I think we've talked about this before Zoha I wanted Sidra I mean re- I really wanted her to do well but she struggled massively um I wouldn't say it's like it's not like Maniba in that Maniba's not living up to her potential I think Sidra is just not maybe meant to be an attacking t20 opener or maybe even a t20 player I don't know if that's too harsh, but I just it's just what I've seen as of late. She can attack spin, but she is not good against space. It's not even like she got she struggles to rotate the strike against space, which is which is the bare minimum. I mean, it's below minimum for a power play batter. Uh, and then you've got Javeria, who after doing the preview, have actually been one hundred percent team Javeria. I I thought that she was kind of past her prime, which she is. And I thought that we should move on from her, uh, which we did for a little bit. But ever since she's come back 
in the team. And then when you look at her record, even if you look at year by year, she's kind of been really consistent. And at least, at least there's something you can expect. You can expect runs from Javeria. Um, and that's not a terrible option when ideally on the other end, you would have Muniba who's going crazy. So you would have Javeria on the other end who will see the match through. She actually accelerates really well in the middle overs and in the death as well. So she's someone who kind of takes the game deep um, as, as Barbara and Rizwan try to do as well. So that's a, that's a try and tested formula that's worked for us many years. I wouldn't say it's really following the modern T20 cricket formula, but um, it's what we need right now. We need some stability on top because we're not getting runs and we're not getting, we're not getting anything up top right now. Uh, and then you've got Bisma, who is, who people are, have been critical of her in the last year. Her strike rate has dropped, but um, I honestly, Bisma's our most successful in, in scoring runs, I would say. I think she's our top scorer ever in T20 cricket. And um, she's also coming off, I've said this, I think like four times on Twitter. So sorry if I sound like a broken record. She did really well in the domestic T20 Cup. And I know that was like four or five matches. Thank you for that, PCB, for not giving us any more domestic matches. Um, but she did really well in those. And she was the player of the tournament. So, And I think she scored like 140. And I, she had ridiculous average because they couldn't get her out in a couple of matches. So I'm hoping that's fueling her and she's going to go like absolutely mental. Bisma also has a really good record in, in uh, South Africa. She's one of the only top order batters. Actually, she's the only top order batter that has a good record in South Africa. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping she channels that. So that's our top order. Um, and our middle order is great. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think I can rant much. I rant a lot about the top order. I don't think there's a lot to rant about the middle order. I think Nida has been brilliant. I think people are massively like, I know that she gets a lot of praise and 100% deserves it, but people need to realize that it's not just, oh, she's really, really good right now. She is really, really good right now after years of playing this sport. When she should be like maybe declining or maybe showing signs of like slowing down, she's just accelerated all over again. When she was struggling versus space, she's in the last year massively improved the game against it. Um, she's improved her game at the death. She's, I mean, she's always been in a middle orders, like kind of extraordinaire. And now she's doing even better. And then, and we spoke to her and, and we spoke to her about this, uh, how she guarantees you four overs in the match, even when it's somewhere like South Africa and Australia. And then she also guarantees that she's going to come out there and she's going to take the game away. Um, and she's like, she's that person that you're like, if, if she needs hit a four or a six on the first ball, she'll do it. If you need her to come out and you need to kind of like stable, like stabilize the ship or and like steer us to a win, she'll do that as well. So she's she's probably like our most complete T20 player ever, um, and I think that's brilliant. And then you've got, of course, you've got Aisha, who's who's incredible. Still only like 18, I think she might have turned 19 or is about to turn 19. Really, really young and really, really good. Um, and I'm really excited for her. I think she'll do well in these conditions. And then you've also got Alia, who's my personal favorite and has copped a lot of um, criticism as of late, but she does well, again, in these conditions. I think uh, South Africa might be the place where she has the best record, or is that Nida? Either way, they both have done well in these places. Um, and then Alia will also have the responsibility of bowling, I think, one, maybe two overs, which is a big deal for someone like her. But um, I hope that she's giving that a lot of training and she's also trying to be the death hitter that we need especially since i think i have a feeling we might try to promote aisha in this world cup 
But yeah, sorry, that was a really long rant. Um, but yeah, I hope that answered your question. Oh, it was great. I, I mean, I learned so much and I think everyone listening, um, please take notes. If I hear any of you rant about any of what already Iman has spoken of, and you guys say things that don't make sense, I'm going to start like plugging this rant and make you all of you hear it till you guys have learned what our batters are capable of doing and are not capable of doing. But also great yeah. point about our team. Um, I love I love seeing her bat. I mean, um, the warm up game. I think I I I didn't catch it because I was in class, but I was constantly, you know, scrolling through Twitter as any good university student should, and <laughs> caught caught the excitement. And I was like, okay, maybe maybe they, like people are looking forward to her batting. And I think this has happened after a long time. The Pakistani uh, women's team, there was genuinely no excitement. Are like people are saying, "Oh, this player, that player. I'm looking out for that player." Because I've seen tweets about Fatma Sana. I've seen tweets about Tuba. Obviously, seen tweets about Nida and Aisha. So yeah, I'm genuinely excited. Um, uh, now I'm gonna move on to our spin bowling because uh, I think that is also a very interesting and I think a very long, um. Grant, uh, not Grant, but I think I want to hear thoughts on that as well, and I I think they'll belong to Soimana. I'm gonna give the floor to you. Uh, what do you think of her spin bowling? Um, I will say that one massive positive in the last year has obviously been Tuba Hasan. She's she's incredible. Um, and I don't just mean like she's a really good cricketer. She is. For her age and considering her experience and and you know the way the system is, um, I know that she's played domestically before, but it's it you're still very raw when you come international, uh, come to be or come on the international stage as a woman cricketer in Pakistan. So the year that she had and even like everything about her, her celebration, um, and and the way she acts on the field, the kind of energy she brings to the team, she's incredible. And I know that. South Africa might not be the best place to judge our spin attack, <laughs> but I'm hoping she does well. Um, and I'm also very intrigued. I did notice when I was looking at the domestic tournament uh, scorecards that she did a couple of times, maybe it was once or twice, come at four or five. Um, and I know that domestic tournaments are kind of like experimental and you're like, yeah, just go out there, swing the bat. But I thought that was interesting as well. I wonder if she might have a future as a spin all rounder. I think I might be like uh, jumping the gun a bit, but you know, other than the bowling, we have something else to look forward to as well. And then, in addition to Tuba, you've got, of course, you've got Nasha Sandhu, who I love. I think she's brilliant. Um, I was, I had her in my uh, starting eleven for this World Cup, but then a mutual of mine um, told me about how Sadia Iqbal might be more effective. And I will not claim to know a lot about the intricacies of slow left arm spin and and what works better in what conditions, but I trust them. I think they know what they're talking about. So, uh, as love as, as much as I love Nasha, I think we're going to start with Sadia, who's who's been decent. Um, she didn't play a lot last year. That's a problem I think with with our women's team is you've got such small sample sizes that even when you're making these conclusions and you're making these insights. Um, you don't. You can't. Like you can't 
absolutely right or I'm nearly good. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I'm right. You want to take like, okay, pinch of salt before I say this. And it's also like, because you see them play so less, you also can't remember. Like, honestly, for the men's team, if you ask me, like if you name a bowler, I can picture the action in my mind and I can name like two or three performances where they've done really well. And I think that's true for most Pakistani fans, right? Because you've got, you've got PSL, you've got international series, you've got the World Cups. Um, for women's teams, if you ask me, Sadia Iqbal, I cannot, even though I follow women's cricket so closely, name from the top of my head the last time she performed really, really well. She's a decent bowler. I'm talking about T20s. But, um, and she's good in ODIs too. She did well. But, you know, it's 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 frustrating with that. So that's my criticism of the PCB randomly thrown in. But, yeah, more games. And maybe the Pakistan Women's League will, will change things around. And maybe a more regular domestic um, tournament will also change things around. And you've also got Umema Sohail. I have been quite critical of Umema as of late. She's a part-time off-spinner, and I think that we need to remember that when we talk about her. But, uh, oh, I didn't talk about her batting as well. I think Umema is possibly the weakest link in our T2011, because I think we're going to play her. I don't say 15, because I think we're going to play her in our 11. Um, I think, unfortunately, we will also going to bowl her if 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 the Australia series and the warm-up matches are anything to go by for some reason Umema will be bowling in the middle overs um even though she shouldn't and I think she has massive uh like I think she has massive potential she has really good intent I I like the way she attacks spin but I do not think she is um nearly as good as our number four should be because number four is a very important role um and I, I don't think that we need her bowling either. When you've already got a decent spin attack, you've got two pacers. But now that we've missed Diana, I mean, I don't know. So that's a little bit of a uh, a difficult topic for me because I don't like I don't like being very harsh on um, women's cricketers because I think that's unfair. Because like I said, the sample sizes um, you can you can't just be like oh they're they're absolutely terrible because they don't play that often for you to kind of conclude that. Um, but you can't also you know kind of like give them the benefit of doubt too often. I I don't I, I don't think it'd be fair to Umema to say that she's gonna do well here because these just aren't the kind of conditions for a part-time off spinner to do well. But yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, I definitely agree because I was a little confused about our bowling attack too because it's like there's a lot of options that have been put in unnecessarily. Like this does not need to be as complicated as it's it's looking on paper now. But also about yeah. the if she starts batting at four, uh, I think Shadab Khan has competition and uh, I think <laughs> on to one side, I think. I, I think I, I think um and I know that you also tweeted about this. I think it would have been really, really interesting. Again, I don't want to jump the gun, but it would have been really interesting for Arup Shah to be in the squad because she can bat in the top six, and she's a decent bowler. She's not Dupa. I think she's she's quite young. She's nineteen, so she has a a, a while to go. But I'm excited for her. Like I feel like she's genuine all rounder potential and. And you know, in D20s, we love an all rounder, I think. 
um, she's going to be really, really good for us. So maybe maybe Tuba won't be quite shut off, Khan. I think that's a bit of a stretch. But I think Arup Shah could definitely be. And then, of course, Leila Dar. Um, she's been brilliant for us. I mean, a standout bowler, standout batter in 2022. What else do you want from her? Um, again, it's kind of incredible that she's still this good. And not even this good. She's gotten better in the last, like, 18 months, which is insane. You can you can't you can't say that for a lot of Pakistani cricketers to be honest. But yeah, I was, I was talking to someone a friend I think a friend of mine about Nizadar and he says that oh you know his her numbers are almost as good as you know I don't know I, I don't know who he mentioned but I think he mentioned Perry and another um I, I I'm projecting honestly I have memory support like but he was like her, her numbers are as good as you know all these best rated all rounders and I was like yeah. <laughs> and then he goes like, I just recently learned that she was the fastest Pakistani to get to 100 wickets. And, and I was like, I, I, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, are you, are you confused about this or are you happy about this? But yeah. Um, but moving swiftly on to what you said your, has been your favorite part of our uh, squad so far. Um, our base bowling, especially our base bowling in South Africa. Uh, the conditions, I mean, I want you to share your thoughts on how our pace bowling will do in South Africa. Yeah, I think if you're a fan of Pakistan cricket, um, you know, you you are fascinated by pacers. You love pace bowling. You love fast bowling. Um, and and that's why I'm a Pakistan cricket fan. No, actually, that's why I'm a Lahore Kalandas fan, to be honest. Like, uh, b- because I'm so fascinated by this kind of art of bowling and and when you've got your pace bowlers, Diana Big, who is athletic and, and amazing and just brilliant at her job and consistent and has this like kind of aura about her where she knows exactly what she's doing. And then you've got Fatma Sana, who's young and exciting and always has a smile on her face and is, is just really good. And like, you might think she's un- like, you might think, oh, she's like a kid. And then she just bowls in and she just bowls a ridiculously good delivery. And then you're just like, what was that? So when you've got these two paces, you have to kind of love it. Now, in Diana's absence, it is muted a bit. Um, Fatma's still young. She doesn't have that much experience. And she's primarily a strike bowler. She doesn't have to worry about, you know, like how many runs am I kind of letting go of in, in the power play because Diana holds the, the foot on the other end. She's just like, I'm going to get wickets and I'm going to like, try to bowl as fast as I can. And she's also expressed an interest in wanting to bowl faster, which is really exciting. Um, now, Eamon Anwar will have the task of holding the other end. And it's... Um, she's been most effective, I, be, I think, at the death. And Diana bowls at the death in the power play. So I am, I am a little uncertain about how this is going to go. I'm hoping... I'm hoping that they go well. I think Eamon has enough experience and is kind of, even with less matches, she is a bit of a senior bowler. She will be able to handle herself. These are favorable conditions. So um, I, I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't get like my hopes up too much. I think that we should give them a little bit of a leeway. Um, you know, they haven't played much in these conditions, but hopefully they go well. Uh, what is concerning is the fact that our third baser is non-existent. Now, I know that I know that Kainathan Diaz has quite a good fan following, um, as good a fan following as you can have when you're women's cricket in Pakistan. Obviously, massive difference between men and women's cricket fandoms. But 
Uh, I don't rate her bowling very highly, to be honest, and I don't rate her batting either. Um, I don't think that people refer to her often as a bowling all-rounder. I, I am sorry to her, no disrespect. I don't understand that. Uh, Alia Riaz, similar. I think she's bowled maybe like, she bowled 12 overs in like the last two and a half years or something like that, which is ridiculously less. Um, and even before that, she didn't bowl often. Uh, so then to have her at a World Cup be your third pacer is a big task. That being said, Alia offers a lot with the bat. I would rather have Alia in the squad and Kainat sit out and Omema bat instead and bowl instead. Um, not bowl, but bat instead of Kainat. Um, I think Kainat's fine option Odia is not just respect to her, but I, I just don't I just don't want her to bat for us in T20s. I don't want her to be bat, part of the batting lineup. And having her part of the pace bowling attack, Kainat, uh, would lengthen our tail which is well not great obviously um and yeah i mean honestly i am a little bit irked uh the fact that fatma you know uh when she was live with the cricket australia talking to them about like her pace bowling and wanting to increase her pace the fact that she said that she didn't have a coach it, it's it's so sad because, and you know, a lot of people are like, oh, the Pakistan women's team doesn't have a coach. No, that's not. She meant she doesn't have a coach. She doesn't have a pace bowling coach. Emerging Cricketer of the Year 2021, one of our most exciting talents across formats, and she doesn't have someone who can work with her on her pace bowling. Like, that is ridiculous. Um, and, you know, I think the same goes for all of them. I think that if you, I think that, you know, people are very excited about Aisha Naseem and, and they're like, oh, she's such a brilliant cricketer and, and she seems to be completely improving. And I agree, absolutely. If you look at her social media, she has a lot of videos where she's working out and she's training. And she, I, I don't know if she's doing it all on her own, but like she's very visibly working towards herself. Now, it's great when someone like Aisha Naseem is able to do that. But is there someone to tell these cricketers what to do and when to do it? Are there enough domestic tournaments? I I don't think so. Are they getting the support that even like the men's second 11 or the men's, I guess they call the A team or the men's domestic cricketers get? I mean, there's a reason why we, we don't have newcomers. And if they are any newcomers, they disappear after a year and a half. Uh, it's just sad. I, it, it's just honestly, it's just sad. And like, I mean, I mean, no disrespect to the longevity of of players like Bisma Maruf or Javeria Khan, but when you're years on, I mean, Bisma debuted when she was 15. I think she's 31 or 32 now, and it's honestly credit to her that she's maintained her fitness and she's still in the game and she's she's still playing and she's still very much kind of like the anchor top order bat that Pakistan needs. You know, when she comes out to bat, you know that you're fine. It's it's not the end of the world just yet. It's when you lose this mother, you're like, oh, shoot. So you have that faith in her. You have that trust. You know she's a great cricketer. But why do we have so few of them? If this was Australia's team or England's team or India's team even, we would have higher standards for our cricketers to continue playing. You wouldn't have so many sub-100 strike rate players and like, I don't know, I also, I, I don't know, I don't want to be like too controversial. Sorry, I'm ranting so hard. I'll end this rant in a sec. But I don't want to be too controversial. But sometimes I just think that what's happened to Maniba, the bat, the T20 batter, 
is not because of like a skill issue. We know that she's skilled. We know that she has the intent. So what is stopping her from going berserk in the power play? I, I, there could be a number of reasons. There is no proper T20 batting coach. Someone who is telling her how to play these cricketing shots in the power play. Um, or she is scared to really go crazy in the power play because that would put her, you know, av- low average, kind of like high risk role kind of situation. Or, or the system is failing. I think, I think it's honestly, it's, it's could be a combination of factors, but systemically Pakistan women's cricket, um, is we're not going to be top three in T20s for a long time if we continue like this. I love our team. I think they're a brilliant group of players. But, and and I, you know, I, I rightly praised them in the preview. I wrote their strengths and weaknesses. And a lot of them have a lot of strengths. I think there's a lot of potential, even when, even when something is a weakness. I think there's a lot of potential for the young ones to grow. And this is probably like the first squad where we have so many young players. You've got Tuba, you've got Fatma, you've got um, Aisha. But that being said, and I'm technically Muniba is also quite young. Um, but that being said, I just think that we have, it's not even like, oh, we have a long way to go at this point. I just don't know if we're ever going to be at the level that we should be at by now. But yeah, I hope that made sense. I feel like I said a lot. It makes a lot of sense. While you were speaking, I was thinking, I, I already talked to you about this, but um, so Fatma, I talked to Fatma Sana about this a couple of you know months back. And she said that, you know, we know what our weaknesses are. For example, we don't, our pace is not as consistent and we're not as lethal a pace attack as maybe, you know, um, Australia is. Or we don't play pace as well as maybe, you know, England or Australia does. But that's also because yeah. it's can start and Joe to bowl at them during their nets. And like their injuries are well taken care of. Um, we've had injuries in the men's team as well, but women's team, we've had a few injuries, and I mean, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but they've clearly not been taken care of. They've, like, they've, yeah. To put it lightly, they've been left on, on their own, and like, been told, okay, it will heal with time, which is literally the opposite of what you should do with your, um, international cricketers, whether they're, you know, playing for, you at the top level or even if they're playing for you at the domestic level, whatever that may be. But um I think we're both very riled up, so I'll, I'll just take this conversation <laughs> another way. Uh predictions, Iman, what are your predictions? Um do you think we'll qualify for um qualify past the group stages? Um or do we get, you know, how many wins? Let's just keep it simple. How many wins are you looking at? And we'll be happy if we get that many. So I'm going to refrain from predicting anything for the India game, to be honest. Um, I I just honestly, I want us to put, us up, put up a good fight in that match. Um, everyone remembers the Asia Cup win. Uh, but in that same year, we lost twice to India. Uh, and those were not, not pretty losses. Those were pretty difficult to watch. Uh, so I just really want us to do our best. I want us, I, and I really, really want us to take advantage of these conditions. Okay, I want us to bowl pace up front. I don't want us to bowl an off-spin part-timer when there's two right-handers on the crease in the middle overs. I, I really, really want us to 
to act like we know what we're doing when it comes to matchups and when it comes to intent and when it comes to like building a proper innings. Um, I want us to win against Ireland. I feel like we should take a leaf out of their book. They've been playing really, really aggressive cricket. Um, and they showed us how to do that when they came to visit last year. And I, I think that we, we should win that game. And I think we should look to win against West Indies as well. Um, and um, versus England, ditto India. I just, I really want us to put up a damn good fight. Like, I want, I know that I've criticized uh, the system and all. And honestly, every time we do well, I've said this for men's cricket, and it's like a thousand times truer for our women's team, is that every time we do well, it is not because of the system or because of something that the PCB or anyone else has given these players. It is despite that. So, you know, despite not having a proper domestic structure or tournaments, um, despite playing, like, I think two series or three series last year, um, I want them to do really, really well. And I want them to say, look, this is what we can do without your resources, without your help. So imagine what we could do with it. Um, I know, you know, we've been saying that for a long time. I had this exact same, like I said, this exact same line a couple of years ago. And I'm saying this right now as well. But this year is going to be different, I hope. It's going to be the inaugural year of the Pakistan Women's League. Things are going to start looking up. Um, I, uh, yeah, I really, really hope so. But I am looking forward to see, to seeing how Aisha bats. I am looking forward to see how Alia bats. I'm looking forward to see how Nila bats. I'm looking forward to see... Tuba gets some nice wickets in the middle overs. She's had a brilliant, brilliant 2022, and I hope that she continues it this year. And, um, yeah, I just, I really just want us to have things to cheer about. I think that was a very good answer, and I think that was, like, you spoke like a true Pakistani fan. That came from the heart. Um, and I couldn't have said it any better. Um, so I guess we'll end it here. Um, no matter how the World Cup goes and no matter how many wins we get, um, I think the girls just should know that we're backing them no matter what. And like you said, um, they're winning and they're doing well despite PCB's efforts and despite, you know, structural, structural uh, challenges. And I think for them to be even competing and competing well against teams like India, who, and Australia and uh, you know England. I think I think I'm proud of them. But obviously, as fans, we want to see them happy and we want to see them do you know well for themselves and do well for obviously when they're playing Pakistan in Pakistani colors. We want to do them well. Want them to do well for Pakistan as well. So I think I think it's a good note to end on. Um, good luck to the entire team. Good luck to the support staff. Good luck to our uh, captain, Bismar um, Maruf. I really hope, I really, really hope that you get to bring home a trophy for us. Um, but even if you don't, we love you. Yes, absolutely. Also, one last thing. Um, I I am a little bit unsure and uncertain about stuff. I do not know what's going on. We did hear that Marcos was joining. Um, and I was fine with that. He has, you know, coached for us before and he liked coaching for us. The girls liked him and he did some good, um, he, and he pushed for some structural changes, which I really liked about him. And he was very honest um, 
as well about you know the reality of playing cricket in Pakistan as a woman because he understood that he had that empathy about him and and yeah uh, but we haven't heard anything about that since then and we also haven't had a head coach since I think October November maybe earlier I don't even remember when the last one left we also don't have a selection committee so I thought that was interesting um it's obviously rubbish and ridiculous and I'm mad about it so interesting was a sarcastic tone but yeah also if anyone from the PCB is listening um very sorry for my critique but I I hope that uh, things get better and the, the women's cricket in Pakistan also sees a new era thank you and we hope you take into consideration whatever we said here I think we're ending yes. here um, good luck to the team and please listen to us PCB thank you for listening and that's <laughs> it Thank you for listening to this podcast. Before I finish, I just want to say thank you to Dikobe for letting me use his music. You can donate to my Patreon page if you would like to help me in continuing to do these podcasts. Links with information about the guests, the music, and the Patreon page can be found in the podcast description. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.